danger. It's danger. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're wild. You're wild. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? World's most dangerous morning show, DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Sorry, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I be muting y'all. Okay. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. We almost dead, baby. Well, I say, well for me, I always, always say the weekend starts on Thursday. So we here, damn it. I'll take it. We here. I'll definitely take okay, it. Okay, life is what you make it. I'm making Thursday the weekend. Okay. All right. All right. Now, um, last night, your President Joe Biden, he uh, addressed the world, the nation, I should say. I kept falling asleep. You and me both. Man. And they did. I, I hate when they clap after every Everything. bar. Everything. And like, bars weren't fired. Yeah. Like what did he say? Yeah, those bars weren't that fire for y'all to be doing standing ovations after every after every line. Come on now, but I kept falling asleep. I felt like it was a pat on the back fest. Every time he would say it, they would clap, and he would. Just, I, I don't know. I meant to wake up and watch the highlights, but I I, I guess I'll catch them this morning in front page news. Angela Yee, did you watch? All it? right. No, you oh, want to know the it, truth man. is, I know I didn't even get a chance. I was traveling yesterday. I'm in Ohio right now. I flew into Detroit and then I drove like three hours. Damn, so nobody seen it last um, night? I mean, you I, had did. It, I had it on. It was watching me. Uh, it was watching me because I kept falling asleep. It definitely was watching me, though. Yeah, I, I just kept seeing them. St- and you know, you'd be asleep. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you would wake up when everybody would stand up. Yep, and yep. it felt like I kept waking up every second but missing what he was saying. Yeah, me too. Me, me too. All right. I'm still trying to get this soccer thing in. I'm trying to teach my son how to play soccer, but I never played soccer. So they, I just learned how to actually wow. kick the ball. Because I was kicking the ball the wrong way. I was kicking the ball on the side of the foot. I don't know why I thought Sounds that was painful. the way to do it. No, but you kick it on the... Uh, anyway, but I've been trying to figure this thing out because my son is asking me, Dad, can you show me? But I really don't know how to show him because I never played soccer before in my life. So I'm, I'm trying to figure Maybe that out. Maybe you should get somebody to help. It's not, it's not the same. Like, you want to play soccer with your son, you know? It's, you want to try your best, but... I look like a huge F up out there. I look like me and Charlemagne when we did that TikTok the other day. That bad. I killed it. I don't know you did not you. kill it. <laughs> Who told you you killed it? I went viral. When you go viral, that's when you killed something, right, kids? That's not it. <laughs> Killing's not always great. <laughs> Killing's not always great. Via viral's not always great. That is true, by too. By the way. That is true, too. Well. Today's Throwback Thursday. That's right. And Big Daddy Kane will be joining us. We don't have time to explain. Ask your uncles, ask your aunts, ask your mamas, ask your daddies, maybe ask your grandmas, ask your grandpas, okay? We got to explain a little bit. He was Big Daddy Kane, legendary rapper, legendary rapper. icon. He uh, influenced rappers like Eminem, Jay-Z, Biggie Smalls, just mm-hmm. to name a few. He gets busy, huge in the 80s. He still has records that, you know, are still amazing that your favorite artist samples. So we're going to kick it with... Big Daddy Kane later on today for Yes, he's got a new podcast out too. Mm -hmm. Explaining his story. So he's here to introduce that podcast uh, and tell us a little bit about his story, but not too much because, you know, he's got a podcast. That's right. Yeah. All right. Front page news. What are we talking about? 
Well, let's talk about Joe Biden from last night. We did talk about this plan that he has, this $1.8 trillion plan, so we'll let him explain it. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with uh, Biden's first address to a joint session of Congress. Now, you know he has this $1.8 trillion plan, and we were discussing what was in that plan yesterday. So how is he going to pay for this? Well, here's what he said. It's time for corporate America. And the wealthiest 1% of Americans have just begun to pay their fair share. Recent study shows that 55 of the nation's biggest corporations paid zero federal tax last year. Those 55 corporations made in excess of $40 billion in profit. It's not right. We're going to reform corporate taxes so they pay their fair share and help pay for the public investments their businesses will benefit from as well. All right. In addition to that, he talks about white supremacism. I don't the hear it. It is above way beyond Afghanistan. Those of you in the intelligence committees, you know well, we have to remain vigilant against the threats to the United States wherever they come from. Al-Qaeda and ISIS are in Yemen, Syria, Somalia, other places in Africa, in the Middle East and beyond. And we won't ignore what our intelligence agencies have determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today. White supremacy is terrorism. Oh, we knew that, Joe. What you going to do about it, though? Right. And then he also talks about passing this George Floyd police reform bill by the end of May. We've all seen the knee of injustice on the neck of black Americans. Now's our opportunity to make some real progress. We have to come together to rebuild trust between law enforcement and the people they serve to root out systemic racism in our criminal justice system and to enact police reform in George Floyd's name that passed the House already. But let's get it done next month by the first anniversary of George Floyd's death. Now, Chris, uh, Chris Kaliza from CNN, he wrote an editorial and uh, he said that was actually Joe Biden's biggest miss of the night, him talking about race, because he said he didn't mention George Floyd in the ongoing efforts to reform policing in America until an hour into the speech and he said that seemed way too late for such a potent issue especially since the Derek Chauvin conviction is so fresh on the mind and because black voters uh, were the key to Biden winning the Democratic nomination in 2020 those are Chris Kaliza from CNN's words not mine All right. well those are just some of the key takeaways there was a lot more to it um, of course as you know and they are saying that there could be a pill to treat COVID-19 available available by the end of the year, according to the CEO of Pfizer. Oh. So they're working on this experimental drug to treat that. Somebody said, okay, well, they're not taking the shot, but there's so many of them popping pills. You stupid. It's all in the music. You know what I'm mean? stupid. <laughs> Maybe You're we can stupid. get a rapper to rap about it. Okay, let's give them that Kobe that pill. You stupid. Now, what they're saying about this um, this pill that you could take, it, it could be prescribed at the first sign of infection that doesn't require you to be hospitalized or in critical care. So we'll see. Would you rather take the pill or get the shot? I mean, if you had a choice, did they test the pill yet? Is it FDA approved and all that? <laughs> they're testing it now. It's not available yet. They're saying it could be available maybe by the end of the year. Yeah. If I feel a way about the shot. I'm going to feel the same way about the pill. Yeah. Okay. It's not about whether it's a shot or it's a pill. It's about it being a new vaccine that people don't necessarily trust yet. No matter what form you give them the vaccine in. Mm -hmm. Just don't trust it. Well, you know, a lot of people have missed their second shot. They're saying as of early April, more than 5 million people had missed their second shot, according to the CDC. 
Yeah. So even though a lot of people are eligible. Well, they said this first shot, it, it, it makes it a, the efficient rate is what, 85 to 87 percent? And they said the second shot is the one that people usually have side effects or, you know, get sick. So makes sense. I think people just scared. That's it. I think you're, you're hearing horror stories about the second shot. People saying they're being they're sick for three and four days. I know people that have gotten uh, balls palsy. Bells, what's this thing called? You? Bell's, Bell's palsy. Bell's palsy. Like I know people that have gone into like coma like mm-hmm. situations because yeah, of the second scary. shot. Yeah. Well, can I just say I got the first shot yesterday, and then I read the article about the pill being available by the end of the year. So you take Pfizer, or Moderna, or Johnson Pfizer. Johnson. Okay. So you're not gonna get the second shot. You're <laughs> I did wait not take pill. Johnson and Johnson. You're gonna wait to the no, pill. No, I didn't say I was. I didn't say I wasn't gonna take it. I just said I'm nervous because yes, everybody says the second shot is the one that's gonna have you sit sit down for a minute. Yeah, like you. I said, my parents took the you know both shots, no problem. Gia took both shots, no problem. I was the only one that got sick. So right, and my it, arm is sore today. I took it yesterday, and and so yesterday nothing, but today my arm is sore. Yeah, Mad- Mad- Madison. Uh, on YouTube, they say if you keep putting your arm in circular motion like every 15 minutes, it, it, it will stop your arm from being sore. I didn't do it. My arm was sore as hell. She did it, and she was fine. Just, just a heads up. Okay. Oh, yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll try it. Thank you. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Yee. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club what's up trev Trev. we were just talking about you hey boo how are you how are you peace sis how are you i'm doing good i'm doing good but i want to talk uh ye yes so yesterday um the shorty i called in on ashy i want to give her some advice you know the one that did did the loan and now yes. she, um, now she's scared. scared. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some advice is you should wear white panties because you can't wear any oh other God. color draws. When they say you're scamming ass to jail, you're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> now, Trav, I am surprised that you are no. not more compassionate toward this woman. She was she devastated. going to jail, ye. <laughs> she out here doing PPP loan scams. If you're listening, you're going to jail. Front though, all these other businesses are only paying five hundred dollars a tax, and they're making billions of dollars. You know what I mean? It's kind of messed up. Yeah, what that got to do and, with her though? Because all these other people are, are getting over on the system, but it just seemed like the small person, the little guy, can't get over on the system. Well, she should all get over, she right? Don't got right. The, yes. She don't got the protection. She don't got the complexion for the protection, nor does she have the uh, big bank resources to protect herself. She's going right. to jail as trapped. Her neighbor. She let her neighbor do it for her. Like, you like, you like, you from around the corner do it for you. You going to jail. You going to jail. It was, I ain't gonna lie. It was hard because you saw all these people get into the money and then you're like, okay, I want to do that too. Yeah, but and that's, then that's somebody like, tells you. That's like giving people excuses if you see everybody robbing a bank or you see everybody selling crack. Like, it's still wrong. It's wrong. And don't get me wrong. I'm around people that, that for the whole last year. Been doing PPP. We know, Trav. Asked me, do I want to do it? And I went, trust me, I wanted $150,000, but I didn't want to go to jail. That's all. Simple as that. But I do feel like if she works out a payment plan and does that, maybe she can avoid it. That might not save you. Nope. She already committed fraud. That might not save you. She already committed fraud. She doesn't offer layaway if she wanted to. That's right. All right. Thank you. All right, y'all. Hello. Who's this? Uh, Mark. Mark, good morning. Get it off your chest. Um, I was watching TikTok a few days ago, and... Uh-oh. Um, this video popped up about a bunch of black people running around the neighborhood beating up every single white person. 
I just thought it was like, wow. I never saw that video. I think you're lying. I swear to God on everything I love. I don't believe you. I haven't seen it. Send it Send it to us. All right. I mean, I'm being dead serious. Did I get him? Is there another white person? Is there another white person? What's your... legitimately being videoed. So let me ask you a question. I, I haven't seen the video. I don't even know if the video exists. Um, and that video should that, that that video should disturb you, but so should the video of uh, black people being uh, killed by police officers. No, I, I agree with that, a hundred percent. I I feel like whoever cop that kills a, um, a black person should be put on death row, and I honestly believe that. There's no right. There's no right or wrong when it comes to either or. All I'm saying is, is if we're supposed to evolve out of this racism. How are we supposed to do that when this video is like what I just told you about? Hey. I'm not make so you think death row? Hey, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, you're not wrong, but uh, white people first. <laughs> okay, I think a lot. I think everybody else has evolved except for the white supremacists, sir. I don't know if you realize that. A lot of. No, uh, I do realize. Oh, that. okay. I, I have. Yeah. I have black children with my wife, so I, I know what you mean. I, I'm a father of six kids. Congratulations. And I have that that fear of them growing up with that racism. And if I hear anything like that, I'm the type of person to take action. And I don't care who you are. That's all we can do, brother. All we can do is call it out when we see it. All right. Well, thank you for calling. Where where do you want me to send the video to? Um, (laughs) What's the Breakfast Club email, Yee? Breakfast Breakfast Club AM AM at gmail.com. That's just AM, okay. All right. And by the way, if it's white supremacists getting beat up, I don't have a problem with that. I'm tell you that right now. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. By location, you 1051. But, you know, I see that love has no color and the best people, the best talent are mixed. You know, you got Janaiko. You got her, Angela Yee's mix. Hey. Hi, Angela. Oh, how's you guys' morning going? What? It's been so far. What do you say? He just totally switched topics. What do you say? (laughs) Oh, sorry. He said, how's everybody's morning going? Oh, oh, everything's good. What's your your race, sir? What's your race? Oh, I'm I'm Cambodian. Okay. Okay. The other thing that I heard him saying is that, you know, he said that all ages are middle class, but... My dad came from Cambodia, went through the Cambodian genocide where millions of Cambodians got killed, moved over to Long Beach. My whole family, we grew up off of government assistance. 95% of Asians I knew growing up in Long Beach were broke and poor. And, you know, I just, it just kind of made me upset because everybody over here where I live at, we appreciate black folks, black people. Right. And, I don't think you can ever generalize a whole race of people and say that this is what they are. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Because I have a lot of black friends and everybody don't wear weave. Love this we hustle. You say everybody don't wear weave. What'd you say? <laughs> nah, we like this like this we hustle, man. We rock up some heavy. Well, I mean, listen, I, we appreciate that, but always remember you can love somebody's culture, but don't love them. And that's a lot of, that a lot of America does. A lot of America loves our culture, but don't love us. But salute, to, salute to you, Hello. brother. Hey, what's up, Evie? Good morning, Evie. Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela. It's Rick. Rick, what, what up, up, King? Hey, Rick. Yo, what's going on? Good morning. Hey, Charlemagne, I don't know who you have planned to give Dom Kid a day to day, but some way, somehow, you got to squeeze 
Tim Scott into this whole thing. I woke I, up and saw Tim on TV too. I, I know he gave the rebuttal, but I didn't hear what he said. What did he say? Listen to me, man. He, he, he's crazy. So politicians go online on TV. They talk. They lie. What's more important than being a politician is actually being a black man. And for him to go on TV yesterday and rebut and say that America is not a racist country is a slap in the face to everybody. He went on TV yesterday and said he knows what it is to get pulled over for no reason. He, did say he knows that. what it is to get followed in the store, but America is not a racist country. So why was and he why, why was why was he getting pulled over for no reason and followed in the store? <laughs> Yo, he's the only black Republican in the Senate. Yeah, I know Tim very well. Tim is my guy. Me and Tim, he, you know, he's from South Carolina. He's from North Charleston. Tim is but my man. Can, from South Carolina, and America's not a racist country. Or yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand country. that at all. That was, that was that was very very insulting, and I don't know how we can make progress if we still have people that think like that. They won't accept the truth. I and agree. Try to work on it instead of brushing it under the carpet and pretending like it never happened. Like civil rights movement was just in the sixties. Bro. I agree. Right. And that minimizes everybody else's experience. And drink water from the same fountain. And you're going to tell us that it's not a, a, a racist country? I agree. Besides apartheid in, in, in South Africa, Jim Crow was the most racist institution ever set up. I don't understand. Rick, so, I agree with you. We, we, we have to tell the truth and shame the white devil. Yeah. And for him to go on as a black man and say, a man, and say, I'm, 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 I'm infuriated by it because I, I can't believe he did that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, as a politician, you can go on there and play what kind of mind games you want, but you're still playing with people's freedom when you say stuff like that. You're playing with your own freedom. You're playing with your own yeah. liberation. That's what I don't understand. I don't understand black people who do that because they're they're literally playing with their own freedom and their own liberation and their their, their, their family's future's liberation. And, and stopping everybody's progress. Like, yep. you're trying to confront the idea, and you're still trying to take us back into the yes or, yes or false period. How's it do it, false period? Like, come on, man. So give him down here today somehow. somehow. If you don't, I'm going to give it to him. Okay. Let me go. Let me go. I let me go check did. it out. <laughs> All right, thank, thank you, Rick. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, and we'll talk about an iconic hip hop artist who has her memoirs on the way. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Turn the goddamn mics on. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy. It's time for Rumor Report. We're going to discuss Little Kim. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Little Kim has a book coming out. It'll be out November 2nd, so I cannot wait to read the Queen Bee memoir. And that's going to be exciting. She said, I'm excited to finally get to tell my story after all this time. Many people have thought they knew the story of Little Kim, but they have no idea. I'm here for everybody from the 90s, um, you know, to, to write a book. I saw Raekwon doing from staircase to stage. Those 90s stories are amazing. That was a golden era in hip hop. I want to hear all this story. So salute to Little Kim. Yeah, I can't wait to hear Little Kim's story. I know. I got to get a copy of that book in advance. Um, and it's also co-written by uh, Kathy Yondoli. So she is a really well-known journalist in this business. And I would love to see Kim on a versus. I don't know who she would battle, but I would love to see her on a versus. Lil' Kim versus Foxy Brown. That's the only one that makes sense. That would be a good one. You said, remember when Trina was saying she wanted to battle her? That wouldn't make no sense. And I love Trina. And I, I grew up on Trina. That wouldn't make no sense, though. I want things mm -hmm. that make sense. 
And that's the thing with verses too. Verses always has a great element to it when it's people who ha- who may have had some friction at one point. Right. You know, like Brandy and Monica, Gucci and Jeezy. Like it'd be interesting to see Kim and Fox. Yeah, they would have to squash it out. I guess to have a conversation kind of like Gucci and, and Jeezy beforehand. If Gucci, but it's and also Jeezy- nice. When people are cool with each other too, like watching Raekwon and Ghostface yeah, or Red and yeah, Matt. it is, but it, but it's called versus. So it's a be, to me, it's a better element when it's people that have just a, a little slight friction. You know, it's a backstory. You know, it's some history there. You know, it's good to see that. All right, now Oprah is going to be on the Doctor Oz show today, and she's going to talk about her traumatic childhood mm-hmm. and talk about things that she's never spoken about before. And ahead of that, there's been some videos dropping, and she talks about getting beat when she was young. Grabbed a switch, and I got a really bad whipping for it. And when I put on my clothes to go to church, one of the welts from my back opened up and um, bloodied the bloodied the dress. Hey. In addition, she talks about her grandfather being abusive toward her grandmother, and she gets very emotional as she's discussing. My grandfather has his hands around my grandmother's neck, and she is screaming, and she manages to push him off of her. Cousin Henry comes down the road in the middle of the night to help my grandmother get my grandfather up off the floor. And after that, my grandmother put a chair underneath the doorknob and some tin cans around the chair. And that is how we slept every night. I always slept listening for the cans, listening for what happens if that doorknob moves. Mm. Wow. And these are things she's never discussed before. So should be pretty, uh, you know, very interesting for us to watch as she opens up about issues that she had from her childhood. All right, now we discussed the show Couples Retreat from VH1 yesterday and what me and DC had to say about Yandy and whether or not he would hold her down if the roles were reversed. If you didn't hear it, here's a reminder. If the roles were reversed, would you hold me down? If the shoes was on the other foot, you know, I don't know what I will be able to do. Then that's so hurtful because people have said to me, you doing all this, will he do that for you? And I've always combated with, yeah, he would. We love each other. But to hear him sit here in my face and be like, I don't know. Listen, I'm telling you the truth. Like, that's so unfair. She right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. She absolutely and she definitely is. She definitely held it all the way down. Mm-hmm. And he responded, though, yesterday. He said, good afternoon, Instagram. FYI, I never said I wouldn't have held Yandy down. I felt like I didn't want to say what everyone wanted me to say because it sounds good and salacious. What I meant was you don't know what you'll do until you're in that situation and they become your circumstances and you figure it out. I believe action speaks louder than words and love conquers all. And if anybody knows me, they know I love my family. Yeah, I hear what he's saying, but no, it's great to be honest, but you're supposed to lie in that hypothetical situation, (laughs) especially since Yandy held you down when you went in. Like, it's really just that simple. He was, I mean, I agree with you, but maybe he just wanted to be honest and that was what first came to his mind. Yeah, but I, I, I respect I that, but not in that situation, especially after your significant other held you down when you was in. Yeah. Like, if if, they, if, they, if right. neither one of them had held each other down, then yes, you might cannot answer that question in the way he did. But being that she absolutely positively did, 
he has to lie in that hypothetical situation. <laughs> he has to lie. He has to lie. Yes. No, he has to really say, <laughs> yes, I true. would. But he should have lied. Because the truth is, you don't know what you would do in a situation, but you can guesstimate, like, yeah, I would absolutely do that. Now, I, I don't know things what, happen and you don't, you you know, but at least you feel like you would. Yeah, I don't know what I would do in that situation, but I know that my woman held me down, so I'm going to give her back what the energy she gave me. And even if I don't feel like I would, I'm going to say it because she did it. <laughs> Drop one of clues bombs for Papoose, goddammit. <laughs> All right? Salute to Papoose. Papoose showed us the way when Papoose set a bar that high. Us as men cannot be below that bar, man, DCs. Salute to you, King. I seen everybody getting on him. I seen uh, Young Blue made a comment about it. I seen a couple of people did. Young Blue? Yeah. If mm -hmm. I ever... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, now Steve Carell, he is uh, talking about what he did when he left the office on the last episode. He did an interview with Yahoo Entertainment. Uh, well, no, actually, he didn't do an interview. Cast members Oscar Nunez and Kate Flannery did an interview with Yahoo Entertainment alongside the creator Greg Daniels, and they were all talking about filming the Goodbye Michael two-part episode where Michael Scott, that's Steve Carell's character from The Office, uh, I was confused. actually I was like, left. Well, Steve Carell? I was so confused for a minute, but go ahead. You, you didn't know Steve Carell is from 40-year-old virgin? I did not know. No, He's probably top 10 white men of all time, bro. I, I don't watch a lot of those movies. Steve like, Carell. Steve Carell. Is, I don't watch The Office. You I never, never saw 40-year-old virgin? You need to watch that. No. Steve Carell, funny, bro. Mm -hmm. I, I never watched it. And The Office is an amazing, funny ne show. Never watched it. But He's top 10 white men all right. of all time. Pretty great. All right. Anyway, they said that um, in that last episode, he gave everybody a Rolex watch. And, you know, Kate Flannery said, I still wear it. It reminds me of that amazing experience. <laughs> so that's dope. What's the best gift you ever got leaving a job? I ain't never got no damn gift for leaving no job. I thought I got no <laughs> gift for leaving a job. <laughs> I've been fired four times from radio. I never got no gift for leaving they a job. They give you a gift? Like, nah. you're fired, but here's a Rolex. Nah. No, I didn't All right, well, that know. is your rumor report. What you get? Nothing. No. Oh. <laughs> But they didn't Usually leave a job, quit, though. Like a, yeah, they didn't leave a job. The show ran its course. Like they. Yeah. He. Well, no, no, no. He left before the show. This was the show went on after Steve Carell left. The Office. Yeah. He, oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah when I for left, a long time. When I left the other station, they didn't give me nothing. They they actually was. It was gonna try to escort they me actually out. Actually escorted <laughs> you out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they give you. They give you a free walk with HR. Kind of, uh -huh. you know, escorted me. They give you a basket to get your stuff out the office if you got anything in there. But I knew I was leaving, so I packed my bags ahead of time. So I just was out. That's why I usually don't leave anything up here, just in case I gotta go. It's just Same here. I don't even have an office. I don't even want no office. Just in case. I got, I got PTSD. Just in case from, the heat's coming around the corner. Right. I got I got PTSD <laughs> from being fired four times. I don't even keep. I don't even. Have, I want no office up here for what. Y'all got all kind of stuff up in there. I just want to say. But it's all right, well, that material. is your rumor report. You know, it ain't nothing that I, you know. And my headphones. Yeah, that's the only thing I got is your headphones. All right, front page news next. What are we talking about? Uh, yes, let's talk about uh, everything that's happening with Breonna Taylor. Uh, we'll give you some updates also on releasing footage and why that's not going to happen right now. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here, and the General Insurance understands that stuff happens, including lapses in auto coverage. At the General, they make it easy to get reinstated and will work with you to keep you covered. Call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com to find out more. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? 
Well, let's start with Brandon Mitchell. He's juror 52 in the trial against Derek Chauvin for the murder of George Floyd. And he was talking about what it was like for him being a juror. He's a 31-year-old basketball coach at North Community High School in Minneapolis. And he said they didn't watch the news during the trial. They weren't aware of the racial climate. Here's what else he said on Good Morning America. Derek Chauvin not taking the stand. Did that have an impact, not hearing from him? Definitely it did. Um, when we were in the deliberation room, um, you know, a few people wondered, like, they wanted to actually hear from him. They, they were curious on, you know, just what his thoughts might have been throughout. You know, it probably, it probably was to his detriment that he didn't take the stand because people were curious on what his thoughts were throughout the entire incident. It was a unanimous verdict, as you know, finding Chauvin guilty on all charges. And just as a reminder, he will be sentenced on June 25th. Yeah, it's probably better that he didn't take the stand, though, because if he took the stand, there's no way he couldn't incriminate himself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it didn't matter. He still got found guilty on all charges. Yeah, and that video, boy. Now, let's talk about video because the U.S. judge in North Carolina has rejected requests to release videos showing the fatal shooting of Andrew Bound Jr. during an attempted arrest. And they're saying that's because it could be detrimental to the case as they're investigating. I was confused What do you mean detrimental that? to the case? That's the whole point of releasing the yeah, evidence. I thought the whole point of everybody having those cameras on them is so we can exactly see what happened. So and I was kind of confused. And detrimental to whose case? Meaning that the police would be held liable? Well, to the investigation. Yeah. So while they're trying to probe and investigate, they feel like releasing the videos, they didn't, you know, they said once the probe is completed, then they'll reconsider their request to release the videos based on the factors as they exist at that time. Well, who gets to see the video in full? Just the attorneys of the family? Yeah. And then they said that even with the attorneys in the family, they still blurring out the faces, which didn't make sense. And if it was just a clip, right? Maybe they're afraid of uh, the public. Public opinion is so strong. You know what I mean? And they if, did. Mm -hmm. That's probably what it is. But everybody they did else, rule everybody else in every other case, in every other city, in every other state released the camera footage. So the well, this one they're not saying they'll never. They're not saying they'll never release it. They said that they'll reconsider it. And you know, it's different state by state what the rules are when it comes to police footage. Wow. But the judge did rule that four body camera videos of the incident could be disclosed within 10 days to his son, Khalil Faraby. So he said the faces and other identifying features of the officers at the scene must be obscured. And that is why, in the case of Andrew Brown. Why are they protecting him? That right there tells you everything that you need to know about this system. Clearly, they're trying to cover something up. But the mere fact they can say, no, we're not showing y'all right now speaks volumes. You better look alive and realize the devil we facing out y'all. Yeah, I think that's crazy. They said it could have a negative impact on the investigation and it could also prejudice the jury if there's a trial. I mean, it's what happened, though. Isn't it part of the facts? Yeah. Yeah. What can you? It's video footage. You can't make it up. I kind of get it, though. I, I kind of get it just a little bit because if wow. they do go to trial, you know, it's gonna, that's going to be a video that's going to be impossible to escape. So, you know, what juror could you actually find? that wouldn't have seen that video. But, I mean, you could say that for all of these cases. Every last But case. I would think they would use that in the trial, so they're going to see it, yeah, right? Everybody's going to see it regardless. Yeah, like the jury's going to see that video regardless. What does it matter if they see it now? We'll see it later. They just don't want public opinion before they pick the jurors to be swayed. But, I mean... All right, and the, uh, one of the officers involved in the uh, in the raid that resulted in Breonna Taylor getting killed has actually announced his retirement. He's the one that got shot in the leg. If you guys remember when Kenneth Walker... Uh, after he thought the officers were intruders. He fired one shot from inside the home and uh, Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly was one of them. He was shot in the leg. 
And so he's saying that it has nothing to do with what's happening right now. They're actually investigating whether or not that department has a pattern or practice of using unreasonable force, including with respect to people involved in peaceful, expressive activities. So he's saying it has nothing to do with that investigation. He's just as ready to retire. (laughs) If they do a fair investigation, I'm sure you would see that majority of police departments in America uh, use excessive force. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, it's Throwback Thursday, and we have an icon and a legend joining us this morning. His name is Big Daddy Kane. He influenced a lot of your favorite rappers from Eminem to Jay-Z to Notorious B.I.G. and a host of others. All right. So, Big Daddy Kane, when we come back. So, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. That's right. We have a legend in the building. Come on, man. That's an understatement. Icon in the building. That's that's an understatement too. Especially when it comes to this 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 rap ish, lyrically a problem. Also knew how to make music, influence artists like Kendrick Lamar and Jay Z, just to name a few. Probably probably the most well rounded rapper ever. I I, wow. I would agree. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane, what's up, King? Everything is good, man. Hey. No, the love. No, the reason hey. I say you're the most well-rounded rapper ever is because when it comes to rhyming, you could do the street shit. Yep. You could do the stuff for the ladies. You could do the stuff to make people think. Plus, you could dance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you had the image. Like, you had everything. Yeah, you checked all boxes. I appreciate it. I mean, I ain't arguing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, so, so for people that don't know Big Daddy Kane, let's start from the beginning. How did you get into You're from Brooklyn, but how did you get into rap and music? Shout out to my good brother, Biz Markey. That's how I got in. You know, we had a mutual friend that he knew in Long Island, and he used to always tell me about Biz, and then one day he said he was in Albee Square Mall, and you know, I was kind of tired of him always telling me about this dude, so mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go battle your man. And from now on, I want you to tell, you know, Biz Markey who the hell MC Kane is. And we battled, and after the battle, he was like, yo, you dope. I be doing shows in the Bronx, Long Island. You know, you should, you should roll with me, get down with me. I guarantee you I'm gonna get you a record deal. And that was like 84 and 87, he kept his word. He got me signed, you know, the Cold Chilling Records and the rest was history. Now, your first name was MC Kane? Yeah. So how, how did it become Big Daddy Kane? I used to say Big Daddy a lot in, in rhymes, mm-hmm. you know, and then Biz told me, he was like, nah, you need to put that on there. You need to like say Big Daddy Kane, all right. So the inception of the Juice Crew was basically you and Biz? No, 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 I mean, you know, the first, Artists mm-hmm. in the Juice Crew was Shantae, Roxy okay. Shantae. Okay. And then came Shan. Well, Shantae, then Craig G, then Shan, Biz, G Rap, then me, and then Mass Got you. Got you. Yeah. Now, how's Biz doing now? Because I, I heard Biz was, was having some, some health difficulties at one time. Is he doing he's, better? Um, he's getting better. You know, um, he's. Um, you know, in in rehabilitation now, and you know he he he's he's getting better and stronger every day. Um, the last time I talked on the phone, he stuck his middle finger up at me. So <laughs> yeah, I think he's coming along he's yeah, for real. You never thought about Did- doing a label? You from Brooklyn and all the artists that you influence. I'm just thinking now, like just if Kane did a label, you would probably have Biggie signed to it. You'd probably have Jay signed to it. Well, you I might tried. even have Eminem signed to it. No, I, I'm honestly, I tried and was just not successful um, with it, you know? Wait, That's wait, why with, I, all, with all both of them? Or? Well, I, it, it was Jay-Z and Positive K. Okay. Not Biggie. Because mm-hmm. um, um, 
you know, Biggie came through Mr. C. Right. Like I, that's I I, oh, that's my only DJ. way I really connected with Big was through C. Um, but um, Jay, I was working with because um, I did a mixtape with Jazz O, and afterwards they asked me to um, work with Jazz, and I was like, yo, I kind of like the little light skinned dude better. Mm -hmm. I'm like, can I work with him? And that's how me and Jay connected. And I was already working with Positive mm -hmm. K, so we was trying to do this, you know. Um, like I said, I just I just wasn't successful, you know. But I'm 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 actually glad because you know, um, Jay probably wouldn't be where he is now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm just happy for his success now and what he's achieved. You know. What jewels did you give Jay? Because everybody sees the Kane influence in Hove, but you know you don't ever really connect the dots with Hove and Kane. Like you know, you was a mentor to him in a lot of ways, right? Um, I, that's a question you'd have to ask him. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed having him around and um, working with him, and I definitely tried to instill what I knew, you know, in this brother and Paz K. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Shaheem from Wu Tang as well. You know, these are people that I took on the road with me, and you know, I, I, I definitely tried to instill certain things, you know, because there's a, a lot that I was learning. So mm -hmm. I wanted, you know, these brothers to be aware of this as they're entering into the industry, you know. And you and the old dirty bastard were super cool too, right? Yeah, um, it was uh, when Wu had just came out. They opened up for me at Newark Symphony Hall, and um, watching their show, I told my manager, I was like, "Yo, go get the old dirty dude, and go get the little light skinned girl with her hair half braided." And he brought them back to the room, and he was like, "Yo, they right here, but um, that's not a girl. That's a dude named Shaheem." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Cause you know his voice was so yeah, high yeah, pitched, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. his voice was so high pitched. So I thought it was a girl, and I'm way up, in, you know, the bleachers looking, you mm -hmm. know. But anyway, you know, we met, we kicked it, um, we went and hung out at my man Botch's birthday party, mm -hmm. and from that point on, we just was tight, you know. Old Dirty come by the crib, hang out, me and him just sit there and drink, you know, talk junk. Um, and Shaheem Label asked me to take take him on tour with me, um, mm -hmm. but he was underage, so I had to work it out with Al Heyman because it was the Budweiser Superfest, mm -hmm. you know, but once we worked it out, I took Shaheem, and you know, we had a, we, we had a good time. You Why know? were you never scared to do so many film, uh, female records? Because back then, everybody was tough, everybody was rapping and spitting, but you you would do a female record, but then you would do uh, this record. Why, what made you not scared to do that at that time? Well, when I made Long Live the Cane, I couldn't tell you nothing other than what I knew. You know what I'm saying? All I knew is what I saw in the streets of Brooklyn or maybe going to Philly or Jersey or Connecticut with Biz to do a show. Mm -hmm. That's all I knew. That was the world to me, you know? That's all I seen. But after I made Long to the Cane, by then, you know, I had done toured, you know, um, America, East to West. I had done been to um, Europe, everywhere. You know, I was everywhere, you know? So I had a different understanding. that By that time, you know, it wasn't, you know, just about the hood. Like, I realized, okay, I have male fans, female fans. I have black fans, white, Latino, Asian. You know, I have young fans. I have older fans. You know, I was like, wow, people really think I'm like, I'm 19 years old. People think I'm like 25, 26, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I had older fans, you know? So I mean, knowing all that, I try to make music that, um, you know, would please everyone, you know? You think you crossed over like a, a little too fast? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, yeah. I always say bad? that I was like, if I would have, you know, waited maybe like, you know, good five or six years and came out on Bad Boy, 
it would have been over. <laughs> <laughs> you think that was a good thing or bad thing crossing over so fast? Huh? You think that was a good thing or bad thing crossing over so fast? Um, uh, probably a bad thing for me, but a good thing for everyone else because I think it opened the doorways for people to accept, you know, the stuff that um that Biggie and Jay Z was doing and so many others, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, mixing um R and B and pop, you know, with with hip hop, you know. All right, we got more with Big Daddy Kane. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's Throwback Thursday, and we got a special guest joining us this morning, the legend, Big Daddy Kane. Charlamagne? When you, when you watch what hip-hop has become, do you, do you feel like you got the most out of it? Well, I mean, watch what it's become now, nah, because I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not getting these bags like, you know, <laughs> like um, you know, um, little Uzi Vert and these yeah. cats is getting, you know, I mean, but I mean, it, it's like from a cultural standpoint, yeah, mm -hmm. I got a whole lot of, you know, because I mean, I had an opportunity to dominate my era, mm -hmm. you know, at that time, you know, so from a cultural aspect, yeah, I got a whole lot of it. From financial aspect, nah. Yeah, cause when I heard I heard Method Man talking, uh, I, for, I forgot what show he was on, but he was saying how where are they getting all this money, and so I was thinking, damn, if Meth think like that, what does somebody like Rakim or Kane think? Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's like I'm I'm happy to see it mm -hmm. because you got to keep in mind during our era we weren't even accepted a lot of places, mm -hmm. you know. I mean I remember uh, Prince had me do a rhyme on the Bat Dance song. For that Batman movie with Michael Keaton, wow. you know, and I put a verse to it. Warner Brothers Records is happy, loving it. Warner Brothers Film said, "Nah, wow. took me off." Wow. <laughs> you know, so I mean, it's like we wasn't accepted a mm -hmm. lot of places. You know, hip hop. You know, so you know that's the way it, it, it was. It was. It was. It was like that back then. And that's crazy because you was more. I mean, you you were you were street, but you were still positive. You were righteous, mm -hmm. and they didn't want you on the record. Okay, I think you. I think you might have missed something here. Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers Films didn't want me, didn't want a Warner Brothers artist on the song with Prince. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Why? I'm on Warner Brothers. What? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I missed that. Why, though? What was their reasoning? Because <laughs> it was rap. Wow. You know? That was the film side, though. Yeah, Not the yeah, record yeah. side. That was the film you, side. You ever, you ever look back and say, you know, you think about it, you wish there was a, a rap union? And the reason I say that is, is so many brothers like you have really pushed the culture where these artists can make we just had money bag yo up here. He said he get one hundred fifty thousand a show. That's dope. Do you ever think like, damn, maybe there should be some type of union where some of these artists that you all paved the way for kind of gives back? Because, you know, it ain't like Rolling Stone. Where Rolling Stone, they could play a Rolling Stone song on Z one hundred. You know what I mean? For for me to play a song here, it has to be a throwback mix or a throwback noon, which is which is crazy to me sometimes. Well, I mean, you know, that's the way things are in hip hop. You know, unlike any other music genre where in hip-hop, you know, you're given an expiration date. That's the way it, 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 it is in this in this field. And I mean, it's it's going to take a lot of doing to change that because you're going to have to really reset people's mind frame, you know, to take that whole old school thing, you know, out of their way of thinking and just start, you know, recognizing people as pioneers or legends, you know, depending on, you know, just, you know the impact they had, you know, in their, in their journey, you know. But I mean, I to answer your question, I do think that there be, should be a union, not for that, because I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't need, you know, I'm not asking nobody for nothing, and I don't think nobody's supposed to, you know, look back and, you know, you know, you know, throw me, you know, I think there should be a union for the simple fact that, um, when you look at 
what just happened recently with Black Rob. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to include DMX in this because, from my understanding, he's taken care of. He's well taken care of. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's beautiful. And I commend the people that did that. But you look at Black Rob, um, Shock G, you know, there's a lot of rappers that had a great impact in the game and they're, they're dying. You know, and I think that, you know, some of them, you know, you know may, may be in a situation where they need health care. Others, you know, if, if they're gone, you know, their family to be taken care of. So I think there should be a union for that purpose. Gotcha. I feel like in a lot of ways the, the 80s are being erased. Like even when people be like, yo, what's your top five favorite rappers? It's usually rappers from like the 90s, even now, and the, 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 the new guys, right? So it's just like, do you ever feel like the 80s are being erased? Bruh, my eight-year-old son was just listening to some J. Cole in the car and nodding his head and said, yeah. That's that old school. <laughs> what? It's <laughs> <laughs> so J. Cole was that old school. Yeah, yeah, my eight year old say, that's that old school. And I'm sitting there looking at him, so like, damn, I must be like the platters or somebody. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. So you do feel like they're being erased? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 not a matter of being erased. It's like, you know, people just have a short attention span now, you know? I mean, it's hard to get someone to, you know, watch a um, two-hour movie anymore. Mm -hmm. People have a short attention span. How many people have been offering you bags, though? Because I can imagine a Big Daddy Kane story would do really well on TV. The book would do really well. So is there anything in the works? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I have a um, podcast that came out today. I believe you can see it on um, Spotify. Um, I'm not exactly well, but um, it's called Did You Hear the One About Big Daddy Kane? And I'm telling, you know, my story from, you know, um, in the hood, you know, hanging out, you know, with the Grimies to meeting biz and entering into the music industry and all the things that I've seen, you know, in, in, in my journey, working with Patti LaBelle, Babby White, um, taking photos with Madonna and working Naomi. with- yeah, no, yeah, Naomi Campbell, um, you know, and all that stuff, you know, and being in movies. So as you get to hear um, everything about me on this podcast, and like I said, that came out today. And we're also, um, we're also in the works of um, creating this Juice Crew biopic. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's crazy. I want to shout out um, the brother Abdul Williams. He's the one who- Abdul, I know yeah, Abdul. You know, who wrote the new edition and Bobby mm -hmm. Brown's story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's crazy when you hear someone else's perspective of you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like 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 what you said when I first walked mm -hmm. into the room, I was sitting there like, wow, you know, blown away. Like, wow, that's deep. But I mean, when he explained what the Juice Crew meant to hip hop and how like so many other things came into effect because of that, I'm sitting there like, I never thought about this before in my life. I'm like, wow. And this is an assessment he made just by doing, you know, you know studying mm -hmm. it, you know, because he wasn't there, mm -hmm. you know. What is some of the dumb shit you, you said you, you, you did that you look back on? You're like, damn, that's some dumb shit. What was, what, what was one of the biggest dumb shit? I, honestly, I, I guess one of the biggest ones was dick up stuff. Mm -hmm. You know? Because, um, I mean, I think about something one of my boys told me that made complete sense. You know? And, I mean, you know, you know he, he was just basically like, you know, yo, man, your, 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 your parents together, you know? I don't even, I don't, I, 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 I ain't, you know, I ain't even seen my father. Mm -hmm. But your parents are together. They both driving Cadillacs. Why you out here, man? 
Yo, why don't you go back with that biz dude, man? Why don't you go back with him? You know, you know, that's where you need to be, man. You need to be making music. You better than such and such. You better than such and such. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's like one of the dumb things I would definitely say. You know, and you never glorified any of that in your music either, though. Nah, I, I never seen a need to. Yeah. yeah. Even with even with G Rap when G Rap was spitting his street, he was like, "Well, I got some of that in my background too." Oh nah, I I did on a song with G Rap. Mm-hmm. I think it was called Number One with a Bullet, mm-hmm. but that was because you know that's what the song was about. Got gotcha. you. You know, I mean, I can't go there. It's just you know, not by choice. I choose not to. And know? it's just crazy because like it was a point in the '90s where it seemed like that was the emphasis. Even the early 2000s, that was the emphasis. Rap about gangster stuff. Mm-hmm. And for you to say intentionally, "Nah, I'm not going to do that." Even though you lived it, I mean, you know, I don't really see the purpose to kiss and tell, man. You know, that, but you know, that's just me. Mm-hmm. You know, teachers on. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Big Daddy Kane when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Throwback Thursday, and we got a special guest joining us this morning. The legend, Big Daddy Kane. Who mm-hmm. the hardest lyricists back right. then that you would say they were spitting with me? With me? Yeah. Um, well, um, the, 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 the top three at that time, you know, was, um, me, Chris and Rakim, you know, I hate leaving G-Rap out, but I mean, I'm just saying just by, um, public opinion, you know, cause me personally, G-Rap, one of my favorites, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, like by public opinion, it it was, you know, those were the three that everyone, you know, was talking about. And And they tried to get you to do a versus versus Rakim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, like, like Swiss tried, you know. I you wouldn't mean, do it, huh? You wouldn't do it. I would love to do it, but I Rakim, mean, I, I can't, I can't make nobody battle me. Rakim, you know. So I mean, you know, it's hard it, to get Rakim out the house to even do a show. Rakim is just Rakim. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. he came and did the Breakfast Club. But Rakim is Rakim. They've yeah. been trying to get y'all to go at it for years, though. Even back then, that was so supposed to be great. a thing, right? Wasn't y'all supposed yeah. to? Yo, let me tell you the funniest story about that whole me and Rakim thing. One night, Bobby Brown did a show at the Garden. Mm-hmm. And he had me, Heavy D, rest in peace, Just Ice, Mo D, all of us up on stage, just letting everybody spit while the band playing. Mm-hmm. And Mo D, he trying to push it because he see that me and Rod came on stage together. It's not no battle. We just rhyme. Everybody's mm-hmm. rhyming. But he wanted us to rhyme back to back. And just to show you how deep people wanted it to happen, mm-hmm. when Rakim rhymed, Mo D gave me a microphone. And was trying to edge me next to him so that I can go right after Ra. Just I snatched the mic from Heavy D and just started, I go after the guard, I go after the guard. And as soon as Rakim finished, Just Ice just jumped in front of him and started rhyming. And the whole crowd started booing. <laughs> now listen, they never even gave him a chance. Who knows, mm-hmm. Just Ice might have been saying some dope stuff. They were just mad because I didn't go after him. That's what that was all about. Mm-hmm. Like they just started booing. Like that's how people mindset is. Like how bad they want to see that happen. Did you Come have on, balls God, already? Let's go, Rakim. Let's do this. This did, would be good for the coach. I would love to see it. Did you have balls for him back then, just in case? Like just in case for a moment like that, y'all was ever somewhere and y'all had to go at it. Did you ever have a a verse or something for Rakim? <laughs> I might have. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but no. But I mean, no, 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 no. Um, listen, we talked one time, and when we talked, um, I asked him about a line in his song, and he explained to me what it meant. He asked me about a line in my song. I explained to him what it meant because he thought it was. About what line him. was it? What line was it? I asked him about the word to daddy, mm-hmm. and he said that that's just some Long Island slang, you know. Instead of word to mama, we say word to daddy. You know, I, he asked me about the rap solo issue. Don't want none of this. 
And I explained, I said, no, I'm saying I'm a rap soloist. Competition don't want none of this. You know, anybody around alone is a soloist, mm -hmm. you know. But he thought it was a shot, you know, because he said, and you know that I'm the soloist, you know. So we explained that, and um, we, you know, from there, everything been smooth sailing. We've been cool, you know. If y'all would have had social media back then, y'all would have been going at it, because, you know, people would have been like, yo, he coming at you. Oh, but yeah, at least... oh, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, right now, today, I see that. People mentioning stuff um, um, from songs from 89, 88. You know, saying that I still think this was about you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd be, but I mean, if that's what entertains you, you don't knock yourself out. You know. Do you, do you regret not going toe to toe with him though? Just just for the for the sport? No, yeah, I mean, because I mean, you know, I mean, I had a I had a successful you know career. So mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I I don't really see how that would have made it any better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, and then besides that. I mean, it's like, you know, I always felt that Rakim is one of the greatest um, MCs ever. Absolutely. But, you know, but he's not a battle rapper. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's all I did. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how me and Biz met. You know, so that's all I did was battle rap, mm -hmm. you know? I think the more intense, the more difficult battle would have been me and KRS. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a battle rapper. And I mean, just watching some of the stuff that I've seen him do, I see that, you know, with him, the way he, like the way I think, you know, it's it's deeper than just the rhyme. Mm -hmm. It's how you get in someone's head. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely respect that brother as a battle MC. And I, I think that that's, you know, That'd be a good so Rakim was light work is what you're saying. Well, I'm saying <laughs> Rakim is one of the greatest. Don't do it. Man. He's talking about Sahaya. What I'm saying is he's not a battle rapper. Yeah, what probably you. would have been better is like a song. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I, I got a verse on the song and Rakim got a verse on the song and the people judging what verse they like better. You know what I'm saying? How did you hook up with, with Madonna? How did you meet Madonna? Uh, Warner Brothers has set up a promotional tour for me, Madonna, and Color Me Bad to visit hospitals here in, in, in um, Manhattan. But all the hospitals were pretty much, you know, you know, bougie hospitals, you know, with, with young white kids that they didn't really know who the hell I was, you know. And at one of the hospitals, Madonna just said to one of the kids, and that's Big Daddy Kane. He's a famous rapper. Here, let me hear you say, ain't no half. And I'm just like, whoa, Madonna know my stuff. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm sitting there like, wow, Queen of Pop, she know my stuff. I'm like, whoa. And then afterwards, we talked, and I was like, hey, thank you so much. I appreciate that, boom, boom, boom. And, you know, she told me that, you know, she, you know, um, that she was doing this book. Mm -hmm. She was like, I'm doing this book. I would like for you to um, be in it with me. It's, it's, really, it's just photos, you know. And I'm like, you know, I would be honored, you know. I'd be honored, you know. And then, you know, she was like, um, well, you know, it's going to be nude photos. And I'm like, well, shit, even better, you know. I mean, you know, let's, let's make it happen, <laughs> you know. And that's how it happened. Regret or no regret? There's nothing to regret. Mm -hmm. You know, you you know, I took naked photos with Madonna, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. What is there to regret, man? Yeah. Because yeah. I was just thinking, hip hop. That's one of those things. That, like, oh, he was super going Hollywood. He yeah, naked yeah. with Madonna. You know. Yeah, but you see, you gotta understand, my brother. The person saying that would have did the same damn thing. Yeah. It wasn't, you know? it wasn't Naomi in them pictures too, or my trip? Yeah, Naomi Campbell, yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, can't too many people say they was naked with Madonna and Naomi Campbell. It was yeah. artistic, it was artistic. 
Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like I said, the same people that criticized me did the same thing. They would have been sitting there in an interview. I'm just saying, though, I'm just saying, though, I had on boxers, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you was naked, naked? Nah, I think I, I, think I had on, on briefs. Got you, got you, got you. Because yeah. I'd have been worried about shrinkage in a situation like that. I want to show up right, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, you know what I, mean? I wouldn't want them talking about me after, like, eh, he ain't really big daddy. Oh, <laughs> now, so, what, what about so Playboy? Would you have done that? If you could do that again, would you? You mean Playgirl? Playgirl, I'm Playgirl. sorry. Playgirl, yeah. Nah, probably not. But that was interesting. But you, that, that was really, that came about as a joke. The head of publicity at Warner Brothers, Gene Shelton, you know, we had, I think we just did Essence Magazine. Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, brother, I done got you in everything. He was like, I'm doing stuff I never thought I could even do, man. I never think I'd be able to get no rapper in Ebony Magazine and Essence Magazine. But I think we done did everything. Ain't nothing left to do but like Blake Girl or something. And we was like, well, let's do it. And that's how it started as a joke, just wow. like that. And then ended up happening. You went for it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. That's crazy to even hear, like, a rapper couldn't get into Ebony or Essence. Right. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it, 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 that's, that's how it was back then, my brother. For real, for real. How long did it take for your eyebrows to grow in, man? After years of doing the three, uh, three cuts, three in, cuts eyebrows. in eyebrows. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got to give what you love, because nobody's never asked me nothing like that. For real? <laughs> but you, you know, kids are still doing that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. Um, my, no, my eight-year-old just had it um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, you, so did, was there ever a point where you, you had to say, at some point, I'm going to grow them out. I'm going to grow them back. I'm just going to let them grow in. Yeah, no. I mean, you know, we went through it, but then, like, after, um, I want to say, like, maybe, like, after a year, I started seeing everybody and their mother doing it. Um, uh, I, I even, like, I think Vanilla Ice even had it. At yeah, one yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah everybody and mother's doing it, so, you know, it was, like, old to me then, you know, but... Um, and Jay immortalized it and do it again. Three cuts in your eyebrow, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 do it again yeah. song, yeah, yeah. Well, we appreciate you for joining us and spitting this game for us this morning. Yeah, did I ever tell you the one about podcast, man? I I, I definitely got to get into it with that. Absolutely. Yes, thank I you. can't wait. Thank you, thank you, sister. Yeah, and I, I want I want to see you continue to document your story, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're still here to tell it. All right. Well, let's make it happen. Absolutely. Along willing, absolutely. Well, it's Big Daddy Kane, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Working on a weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. Swear they passed us, they doing too much. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, now that Mike Tyson is not fighting Evander Holyfield, who is he about to get in the ring with? He told TMZ who his next opponent will be. With the Evander Holyfield rematch off, are you still going to return to the ring, sir? I'm going to fight Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis? Yeah. Dope. I can't wait to see that. When's it going to happen? See, those are the type of exhibition matches I want to see. <clears throat> I don't want to see legendary fighters against YouTube stars. I want to see legendary fighters against other older legendary fighters. I'm here for that. That's cool. I want to see both of them. I want to see Floyd, too. No, but I don't. I don't. I'm not mad at it. I think that's a waste of time. And, and uh, Lennox Lewis did beat Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. Before, absolutely. previously. 100%. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the pay-per-view numbers that Mike Tyson and uh, Roy Jones Jr. did, there's a huge market for those uh, OG exhibition fights. So I'm here for that. Yeah, that, one, that one I'll pay for. It's a market for both of them because I'm, I'm going to buy both of them. Well, I want to see both of them, though. It's a waste of time and a waste of money to buy the, the YouTube versus Floyd, but whatever. 
<laughs> All right, now Wendy Williams was interviewing Jocelyn Hernandez, I'll and you know she has her show too. on Zeus, Jocelyn's Cabaret Miami, and heavyweight fight. Jocelyn was pointing out to Wendy Wendy Williams that she needs to put some respect on her name. I just feel like every time I come to your show, you don't give me those flowers. When you're 35 years my my city, Ow. I should get those flowers Shame. by you. Not just me, all the other young girls. We feel like you be trying us. Give me that respect, Miss Wendy Williams. Okay. We love you, but at the same time, you're not in an abusive relationship anymore. You don't deal with that man anymore. <laughs> you should be in a better place. And when people come on your show, especially black culture, you should be nicer to us, the ladies. You should respect us. You should give us our flowers while we're here. And you should tell us how proud you are of what we've done in the street. What you laughing about? Because I watched that video three times yesterday. Found it highly entertaining. All right. Well, and then in this next clip, at the end of it, you uh, Wendy actually throws a flower exactly. at the screen. <laughs> well, I'm not proud of all. And what I've been through makes me even harder on young women. Like, you can do better. Now, can we get back to the show at hand? Can I see your shoes, please? But you have nothing to say about what, what my feelings. I just said what I said. I don't apologize for anything. This is what I do. You only do it to the young black Spanish girls coming up. You don't do it to anybody else. Jocelyn, for, can you we get for people of color? Jocelyn, it's true. It's true. Here, here's a flower. Come on. <laughs> What's the backstory though? Why did she, why did uh, Jocelyn come at her like that? I mean, I guess what she's saying is what she feels like. She feels like Wendy always Wendy throws Williams. shade. That's what I, 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 yeah. I think that's where it came from. Oh, that's the and not just her, it. but she's saying a lot of people. I'm sure she means, you know, people like Black China and, you know, things that Wendy has said about other young women on the show. But I'll be honest with you. If you don't like what Wendy Williams does, you ain't got to go on the show. You definitely don't have to go on the show. You don't have to. You know what I mean? You, and if you go on the show, I mean, you know, I mean, clearly she was looking for a moment and she got it. Mm hmm. No, I think she. I don't and even know she's looking for. Jocelyn's not the type honest, to bite yeah. her tongue either, or, or duck a show. So she all. probably went on there to express herself and try to check Wendy. But I don't think it was a disrespectful way. All she was I just trying to say, "Look, why don't you support other women?" That's the Triller matchup right there. Who wins, Jocelyn? Definitely Jocelyn. And how many rounds? And how many rounds? Thirty seconds at the most. I, I say twenty <laughs> at the most. Twenty seconds. Quick. I mean, talking about Mike Tyson in the '90s style. Easy, easy, easy victory. Flawless victory. But boxing or All right. whatever. Or whatever. Yeah, Arm wrestling, boxing, taquito. What's the thing called? Taekwondo. There you taquito? Go. What? what? It's like a mini taco. How do you insult two races in one joke, man? That's crazy. Taekwondo. Hey, man, I'm, I'm gifted at this. My goodness. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. <sighs> Who are you giving your donkey to? You know... Florida needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with them. Uh, there's a young woman named Leela Center. She has a private school in Miami named the Center Academy. Uh, we need to discuss some things this morning. All right. Can we play mm -hmm. a game after? I don't even know. I don't know what race she is. What's her name again? <laughs> Leela Center. I don't even know what race she okay. is. Okay. I All really right. don't. Okay. We'll get to it next at The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Enter for a chance to win two high-end cell phones with 12 months of service and $2,500 thanks to Simple Mobile. Simple Mobile, out with the old, in with the simple. To enter and get rules, visit breakfastclubonline.com. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey.
A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant Okay. Wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all electrocuted. Ah, Florida does it to themselves, Duval. Donkey of the day for Thursday, April 29th goes to Leela Sintner. Okay, co-founder of a private school in Miami named Sintner Academy. Now, what does your Uncle Charlotte always say about the great state of Florida? I've been telling y'all for years. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Now, I'm not a religious person, but there is a Bible scripture, Isaiah 520, and that scripture is, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Basically, folks who see things backwards, okay? Imagine if you knew someone who thought up was down, who thought hot was cold, and they argued with you about it. Like you're sitting there in 90-degree heat, balls sweating, forehead glistening, and then somebody walks up to you in some jeans, Tim's, a fur coat, a scully, and they telling you it's freezing out. You would look at that person like they're insane. Well, that's how we all... Look at Florida. Yeah, Florida, that's how y'all act. See, the world is getting vaccinated. Uh, the U.S. is one of the top countries with one of the highest vaccination rates per 100 people. I don't know what the latest number is, but 20% of the U.S. population is fully vaccinated. Uh, you have countries around the world easing restrictions for fully vaccinated people looking to vacation. Uh, many colleges across the country will require the COVID vaccine before they enter. I got a bunch of them here. George Washington University, Emory, Clark, Atlanta, Morehouse, Spelman, uh, just to name a few. OK, they're going to require you to have a COVID vaccine before you come back to school. Basically, uh, we can get back to some sort of normalcy even though things will never be normal like we knew them. But like the greatest R&B singer of the past decade, Miguel, once said, what's normal anyway? Uh, but we can get back to some sort of normalcy if people are, are vaccinated. Uh, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm not about this COVID vaccine life either. Not against it, just not willing to be a part of this first wave. Not to mention, I'm not really a vaccine guy. I don't think I've ever had a flu shot that I can remember. So if I don't need to get it, I probably won't. Just being honest. But I don't knock anyone who does. Do your thing. Okay, people getting vaccinated are making life easier for everybody else. People getting vaccinated are causing restrictions to be loosened. So do your thing. Okay, now if the rest of the country, the rest of the world is opening up. Uh, more for folks who are vaccinated. If colleges across America are making it mandatory to have the vaccine to return to school. What do you think Florida's doing? Hmm. Let's go to WFOR CBS 4 Miami for the report, please. CEO of the Sentinel Academy has shared conspiracy theories recently on her Instagram. Now she's making a move at her own private school. It won't employ people who get the COVID-19 vaccine. In letters to parents and teachers, the private school asked teachers and staff who want to be vaccinated to wait until the end of the school year and said they, quote, cannot allow recently vaccinated people near students. In letters, the school called the vaccine experimental and claimed tens of thousands of women worldwide had adverse reproductive productive issues like miscarriages or irregular periods by just being near someone who was recently vaccinated. Theories which have been debunked by doctors and the CDC. The school has told teachers if they do want to get the vaccine over the summer, they won't be allowed back to school until those vaccine clinical trials are complete. So Sentner Academy won't let you in if you're vaccinated. <laughs> Please, if you have never listened to your Uncle Charlotte before, <laughs> listen to me now. 
Whatever makes sense everywhere else will never make sense in Florida. We live in a world where vaccinated people are being welcomed. Places aren't even allowing you in if you aren't vaccinated. But here comes Florida to let you know, ah, ah, don't you bring your vaccinated ass over here. Okay, we don't want you in our Sentinel Academy. If you're vaccinated, Leela Sentinel uh, doesn't want you in the school. She said, and I quote, she, she, she talks about vaccinated people the way people speak about folks with COVID. She said, Folks that are vaccinated may be transmitting something from their bodies that could harm others, particularly the reproductive systems, fertility and normal growth development in women and children. This is like shaming someone for calling an Uber when they're drunk. This is like shaming your homegirl for taking a plan B pill. Okay, after she may have gotten her club shot up. This is like shaming someone for wearing a seatbelt while driving. This is like the dude in the hood who shames you because you went to college. Okay, because you're reading a book. Oh, educated ass nigga. All right. This is like shaming someone for wearing a condom. That's exactly what this is. Imagine inviting someone into a whorehouse and it's a bunch of different humans for him to have sex with. So this guy put out a, pulls out a 20 pack of condoms and you say, ah, ah, that latex is not welcome here. That latex is transmitting something that could harm others. By the way, that could be a thing in Florida. Why? Because it's Florida. I don't have anything else to say about this because some donkeys, especially ones from Florida, sell themselves. Please give Linda Sintner the sweet sound in the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Yee-haw. I guarantee you it's a whorehouse in Florida that doesn't welcome condoms. Guarantee it. Well, all right. DM me. Yeah, stay out of there. I just want to know about it. DM me. I know it exists. I met a girl Florida. in Jersey one time. That you know what? What'd you say, John? I met a girl in uh, Jersey one time that didn't accept condoms. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? She wouldn't want you to wear one? Yeah. She actually shamed me for playing out a condom. Really? Mm-hmm. What happened after you hit raw? I didn't. You're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. I was young. Sounds like you got a kid out there somewhere. You're a liar. It's a little bearded seven-year-old out there right now. (laughs) Nope. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Dramos Jr. Dramos hit for real. I know you hit. I took my toys and I went home. You said you used your toy and you went home. No, I didn't take your toy. Whoa, this guy. Whoa. I'm not shaming you. I'm not shaming you. Put that toy. Be you. Be you, Dramos. Wow. Okay. You used your toy and you went home. That's right. That's what a man would do. All right. You know what I'm saying? Use your toy and go home. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Whatever. All right. Up next. Should have hit the fart sound after that one. (laughs) 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 Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call Yee now. All right, Dramos. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, how you doing? This is me. What's up, man? What's your question for Yee? Yeah, I was going to ask her, man, how can I keep being a girl? Because she got an inspection today, and I didn't help her clean up last night. She, she had an inspection today, and you didn't help clean up, you said? Yeah, I didn't help her clean up. She had it all weeks, but she cleaned up from 9 to 7 this morning. She woke me up with an attitude, so... Why didn't you help? I was tired. I got a stint in my kidney. I'm not doing good for real. 
Yeah. I'm, All right. I, so I a, a couple of here in North Carolina living together. What's the inspection for? Uh, housing got something going on, what you got to clean up, and then they're going to check for bed bugs and all this and that. Yeah, they're doing too much personal stuff to do. That's good. So. Right. I'm sure she was tired too, right? Yeah, she's tired because she worked at a school and stuff, but she only worked from 7.30 to 2, but I'm not putting don't that do, on her. Don't do that. Saying. Don't do that. Don't do that. She only worked from this time to this time. Look, at the end of the day, sometimes there's responsibilities and people have to be a team when you're in a relationship, right? Yes, yes. And sometimes when you're wrong, you just have to say, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, I am. I want to tell her that. I hope she listens to the radio station today, but I don't know. Why don't you call her and tell her you're wrong? I am, man. I am. But she wouldn't believe I talked to y'all today. I'm here with you. Right. Well, what's her, what's her name? Let's, let's shout her out and let's apologize the right way. Her name is Sissy Williams. She's really okay. from New Jersey, but she lives here in North Carolina, and I stay here with her. I'm from Cincinnati. My name is Eric. Okay, now we didn't hear the apology. My birthday is the same day as yours, January the 3rd. Did you said something okay. about Sunday was your birthday. I said, wow, let me call them. I've been trying to call them since then, but I and get you know, Capricorns can be Capricorns can be very stubborn sometimes. Yeah, we are. She called me a narcissistic or something, but she bipolar. <laughs> narcissistic. Oh, a new a what? What she call you? A noster, a narcissistic. What the, whatever they call it. That's the people that Narciss- do the weather. The people that do the weather on TV. You do the weather? No, a narcissistic. Narcissistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they do the they do the weather on TV. Okay. Not, not, not them, Charlemagne. What what he is saying? What she saying? A meteorologist. She called you a weatherman. No, no. She, well, I hope she's saying what I hope. Uh, I don't know. That's right. You just said we don't know, brother. Can I just say a couple of things here? You cannot apologize, right, and not do better, though. You can't just keep messing up and apologizing. You have to think of things that you can do to actually, for real, make real improvements. It's not just keep messing up and apologizing for it. You have to be better. That's true. It's our birthday is in two days. So what can you do starting? What can you do starting now to show her? That you're sorry. It's more than just saying it. It's showing it. Well, when she get out of work, I can join in, finish up, and or doing whatever. But if they already done did the inspection before we get out, then I can just take her out to dinner or do a little something. But I, I got to give her a little money for her birthday. I already bought her some gifts, necklace, and a ring. What you bought her? Uh, an owl necklace with the little uh, 10 carat diamond in it. Okay. And a 18 um, carat little ring. All right. Okay. All right, listen, and even if she did start cleaning up, maybe you need to finish up, do whatever it is that you need to do. Even if you have to tell her, look, I'm going to hold it down, take care of you, cater to her when she gets home. You should have dinner for her, whatever it is, waiting for her. She might be too tired to go out. She's been up cleaning, and then she had to work. Yeah, if I can say this, I'm only the best cook to me, to others. Mm -hmm. I'm not a good cook. (laughs) All right, well, then why why don't you pick up some food, get some wine, Get some drinks, whatever it is, and ha- and cater to her. Paris Teeter, that'll work. When you say it, go get, get the Get some wine, candles, make the house, get some candles, make the house smell good. Yes, ma'am. That'll work. Okay. Yeah, I just got too much <laughs> on my brain. I'm trying to clear my airway. All right, let's clear it, man. Don't lose a good woman. I'm not. I'm not trying. All right, brother. Okay. All right, y'all have a blessed day. You too, bro. Ask ye, 800 <laughs> If you need relationship advice, hit ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Ye. Good morning, Vanessa. What's your question for Ask Ye? Hi, 
Hi, good morning. So I just need a little feedback because I need some peace of mind. Um, so just to try to make a long story short, I ended up moving in with my mother-in-law because her husband had passed away and just basically trying to make things right um, and not having her live by herself. So me, my four kids, and my husband at the time moved in. A year and a half mm-hmm. into it, we ended up, you know, I'm like, talking to him and like okay what's going to be our plan a no game plan going on whatever whatever no types of talk about leaving his mama's house to be able to do our own thing and it got to the point where he's so stuck on this that i ended up leaving and he chose to let me and the four kids walk away so he can stay with his mom and like, don't get me wrong, I know, a, you know, a relationship with a mother nobody should ever cross. And I totally respect that. But at the end of the day, it's like, damn, what the f***, dude? What are we mm-hmm. supposed to do here? And so, Man, I, I've seen like, this happen a few times. I know one of my friends, she got married and the mom was living with them to help take care of the kids at first. And then mm-hmm. after that, it's like, OK, how do we get out of this situation? And it is a touchy thing, but y'all have your own family, right? And in order for your family to thrive, first of all, his mother shouldn't even want him to stay there. She should want him to be with his family. I know. I know, girl. So why why is it that he won't leave? I don't know. It's just like, I guess he's in this comfort zone. It's got best of both worlds under one roof. But, you know, at the same time, that's not that's not fair to me. It kind of like made me step down from the wife's position because she just kind of took over and I'm just, you know, and just kind of put me in the back burner pretty much. So I just, I I snapped, I left. (laughs) I was like, this. So did you ask ask him to, did you ask him to come with you or did you tell him you were leaving? It's been an ongoing conversation. So it kind of was like I was a shaken up soda bottle and I just kind of exploded type of thing. So... Mm -hmm. He knew it was coming. I, the way I left, it was just, what was it planned? I was just like, you know what? Forget this. So Right. And that's not a great way to communicate either, right? No, not at all. <laughs> I understand it's frustrating for you. But again, like you said, you just kind of exploded and y'all didn't make a plan. It could have been, okay, let's plan that within three months. Let's find a place together. Let's move out. Or you could have said, look, here's the plan. We have to get our own place. I'm going to look for it. I want you to come with me. So now I'm leaving it up to you. But -hmm. you can't just make a move like that and be angry because now y'all are in a fight and now it's like you don't want to give in and he doesn't want to give in. Yeah, you're right about that one. But it it was talked about. It wasn't like, I mean, obviously we did talk about it. It's just the fact that he just wasn't budging. It was like, well, why are we going to go spend rent on something when we find right here? Or, you know, just like he always had an excuse for everything. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, you know what? So... I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's better we're, we're off that way, but it's always good to hear from the outside, you know, just to see what I could have changed. Myself. Yeah, I mean, you can. You should have said, look, I want you to come with us. And now you still can do that, right? You still want to be with your husband. It's been to the point now, I'm kind of like, the way he's been acting, I don't, maybe it, it made him show his true colors because he hasn't even bothered. He's just, he's right. okay being with his mom. <laughs> I'm curious what he would I'm curious what he would have to say about it when you ask like what is his side I, I'm 
You, you and me both, I would like to know myself. There's no communication. I mean, and that's a big problem with it between mm-hmm. all of us. But at the end of the day, like, my, my thing is, like, I just want to know, like, I know there's, a, you have, you know, don't cross the line with your mom relationship. But at the same time, like, there has to be a draw of where right. you cross. You and know, you're right. And he, he has his... He has his own family now, and that's what has right. to be his priority also. Obviously, his mom matters, of course, but he has his own mm-hmm. children and his own wife. And so there has to be a compromise where maybe his, you know, you guys live close by to his mom so he can go there whenever he needs to or whatever it is. But he's an adult. You guys are adults. You'll have your own family. And he has to act mm-hmm. in that manner. You've already been there for over a year. You've already compromised. Now he has to give in to your side. And he should want to. And sometimes, yes, guys can get really comfortable, but like you said, it's the communication that seems to be off and you need an outside source. So what you might want to do is get some professional couples counseling because it seems like y'all can't communicate with each other. Right. Yeah. It's like you have your side. You ended up exploding on him. And then I'm sure he didn't react well to that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I appreciate that, though. All right. And remember, relationships and marriages are always work. It's not always easy. So look at this as like a bump in the road where you guys have to figure out how to smooth things out and get through it. And sometimes that does take an outside person. So I really encourage you to go hard for that. Find somebody that you guys can talk to that can help you all be able to express yourselves and come to a resolution. But I do think you're right in that it's time to move out and have your own household. For real. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take that into consideration. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> okay. Have a good one. All right. Ask All right, Yee. have a good day. You too. All right, that was Ask Yee. Now, coming up in Rumor Report, Yee is out in Ohio, and Talib Kweli will be joining her, all right? So we'll do that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Talib Kweli. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Yes, as you know, I'm in Ohio in Yellow Springs and Talib Kweli, of course, is here. And we were talking about this last week about the new podcast that they have coming to Luminary, Dave Chappelle, Yasin Bey and Talib Kweli. So let's talk about it. Give us some more information. Yes, indeed. Uh, Shout out to Envy and Charlamagne. How y'all doing? Peace, King. Uh, Peace, peace. Midnight Miracle is the name of the podcast. You can follow it on social media uh, at Midnight Miracle. Um, I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy to be presenting it to the people. We just announced it about a week ago. It's a podcast hosted by myself, Yasin Bey, a.k.a. Most Def, and Dave Chappelle. And we have a lot of guests. We have a lot of our friends who came through to be a part of the podcast. So I'm excited about sharing it with the world. Any spoilers? Like who? Like who? Uh, I think you're on it. Um, who else is on it? Uh, Famous people. <laughs> uh, you know, if you looked at the pictures and images that came out from this summer, what we d- uh, dubbed Team Chappelle 2020 Summer Camp, everybody from Questlove to Common and Tiffany Haddish to Chris Rock and Kevin Hart and just anyone who you've seen coming through, anybody who you could imagine would rock with myself, Yasin Bey, and Dave Chappelle is going to be on this podcast. And what are y'all talking about? What are y'all discussing? Is it just everything? Is it political? Is it comedy? Or is it just life? It's just life and it's non-linear. That's what I'm very excited about. A lot of podcasts are just sort of thematic or just straight ahead interview. This podcast, imagine the Chappelle show as a podcast, if you looked at the Chappelle show, it might be a skit about something historical. It might be Dave telling some jokes. It might be some actors. Um, so it's it's real nonlinear. And 
you don't know what to expect, but there's a lot of good music, a lot of good jokes, a lot of good energy. Well, I've been said Dave should have a podcast because that's what his streams of consciousness on stage lately. But that ones he's been putting on YouTube, that's what they sound like. But you said something earlier, Talib. I don't know if you can repeat this, but I, I, I said that, you know, I'm one of those people. I don't know if podcasts work behind a paywall. And if, yes. if people won't pay for Dave Chappelle, then they won't pay for nobody. But you said another bit of incentive that I don't know if you mm-hmm. have put out there yet. Did I, that that yes. intrigued me a lot. Well, obviously, if you got myself and Yasin Bey on a podcast with Dave Chappelle, then the subject of the Black Star album is going to come up. Mm-hmm. So what I will say is that if you are a fan of this podcast and they subscribe and get behind the paywall, and I agree with you, Charlemagne, you know, it's very hard in the podcast space because a lot of people, there's a lot of good content for free. And so to ask people to come to the marketplace and say, you know what, we're going to change your listening habits. We're going to change your spending habits. And we're going to ask you to spend money for a podcast the fan is going to be like well what else am i getting if i can get so many other podcasts for free Mm -hmm. you will be hearing new black star music on this podcast how and when it comes out i don't know but you are guaranteed to hear new black star music wow in some form or fashion on this podcast so full songs from black star hey say that he said, I, said, I said you were, you were guaranteed to hear some form of Black Star music. We've okay. been in the era of a, of a SoundCloud, Bandcamp, OnlyFans, NFTs, so you never know what form it's going to be in. You know what I'm saying? But you're going to hear some form of something. I mean, it's only right. New music. Well, we're- <laughs> New music. Okay. Not, not, old, not old songs. Okay. And you know what we were also talking about since we were discussing things that we were talking about behind the scenes? The Lennox Lewis fight. And he's going to be fighting Mike Tyson. And you were saying that you actually had him on the album, if y'all recall this, Mm -hmm. uh, Reflection Eternal, right before his fight. Yeah, shout out to Lennox Lewis. That session in Electric Lady was very special. Gil Scott Heron was there. Dave Chappelle was there imitating Nelson Mandela. You know, people think us to this day, people still think I got Rick James and Nelson Mandela on my debut album, High Tech. Um, So definitely shout out to Lennox Lewis. Um, He lent his vocal talents to that album. We look forward to hearing this podcast. Absolutely. When is it coming out? When is, when is the first episode released? Um, I'm not sure the exact date of the first episode, but it will be within the next few weeks. We already dropped a couple of teasers and trailers. If you want to uh, get involved in things I'm doing and you can't wait for the podcast, I just dropped my book, Vibrate Higher. Go pick that up. I just dropped the album with Diamond D, the legendary New York producer Diamond D, mm-hmm. the Gotham album featuring Buster Rhymes, Skazoo, John Forte, and all that. But um, yeah, the podcast will be out. Very soon. I'm still doing people's party. That's not stopped. All right. Did you make sure Angela Yee got tested before y'all less than six feet away? Just making sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Our COVID protocols here at Yellow Springs is very similar to the COVID protocols y'all got up there at the station. And I can't wait to come up there and see y'all. Absolutely. Touche. Touche. Y'all sitting right there. Okay. Oh, I thought no. you meant touche. You can't wait to come to the station and see us, Yee, since you ain't <laughs> no, never here. She definitely That's what mean I thought. that. Oh, okay. Listen, you know, I'm having a good time out here. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. That is your rumor right, report. Y'all. Peace, King. Now, when we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our Audible Pick of the Day is playing to win. Best-selling author Michael Lewis questions the rewards and costs of youth sports on families. Your first 30 days of Audible Plus are free. Sign up at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, hey. um, shout out to Big Daddy Kane for joining us this morning. That's right. Throwback hey. Thursday. No. 
half stepping. That's a great throwback Thursday right there. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kane. Um, also, yeah, shout out to everybody. You know, uh, I'm doing my real estate seminar this week in, in uh, New Jersey. We try to teach our community how to invest in real estate. So there's a lot of people out there that haven't, you know, there's a first-time home buyer or first-time home investor. We just try to help them, walk them down the right way so they're not spending too much money and saving a lot of money on their investments and things like that. We just try to do that for different communities and different areas so that, you know, we can uh, make sure that we own some dirt out there. All right. Yes, indeed. And, you know, I got my store and I have my wholesale day this weekend. That's why I'm over here. Um, I'm in Ohio now and then I'm headed to Detroit to get ready for wholesale day for private label on 8 Mile and DeQuinter. And that's going to be on Sunday. So it was a really insane when we did it a couple of months ago so now we're doing it again so if you want to buy some hair some bundles some wigs whatever it is that you need lashes all of those things make sure y'all come through okay all right well when we come back positive notice the breakfast club good morning morning everybody it's dj envy angela Yee, charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do. But first, um, I just want to salute everybody, you know, because, you know, I, I I was looking at some of the comments on um, uh, audible.com backslash see the God for We've Got Answers, uh, which is an audio book I put out a few weeks ago, man. If, you've ne- if, you, if you haven't downloaded it yet, you should, okay, because it's a good conversation about race in America from a, a brilliant black brain trust that I put together. So if you have an Audible membership, it's free on Audible. The project is called We've Got Answers. Go check that out. And the positive note is simply this. Don't waste words on people who deserve your silence. Sometimes the most powerful thing you can say is nothing. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 